Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the BB Show. As always, I'm your host, Beebs. I'm here with my co-host, Christian. Rough start to the morning, but how you doing, man? Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm not doing well, um, <laughs> considering I had to wake up early on a Sunday for that crap. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and lie and be like, oh, I'm feeling great. No, I'm, I'm feeling pretty crappy right now. Um, I don't think I'm a picture doing well. It's, uh, yeah, we can, uh, we, we can come back to the Packers, but, uh, let's kick it off. Let's kick it off. Let's go. Uh, well, actually we got to talk about another crappy game from Thursday night. Um, what are your thoughts, man, on the, uh, the poop bowl? People are calling it the poverty. Bowl. Well, uh, my thoughts is. There was children watching that game. Like, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me! I, I, I think the worst part about it was it went in overtime. I was so invested for quite literally no reason, especially considering my my pick failed, and I don't really had a whole lot of you know. I guess I had Melvin Gordon on the line, but like, what was he really gonna do? Because it, it's been it's been. Let Russ just keep cooking what whatever he's he's not really cooking anything at this point. He actually um, burned the ramen noodles in the microwave. Yeah, at this point. which is it's kind of like if you ever made ramen is almost impossible to do. I, I mean, I feel like it's pretty standard. Like you put some water in the bowl, you give it three minutes, and it's out. And this man's like, let me let me do it my way. Russ, me, Russ strikes me as know. a guy who puts the milk in his cereal bowl first. Oh yeah, he probably put the seasoning in before he cooked the ramen. Like <laughs> this is this is this is a guy that it, it and people like, oh well he had the lat shoulder injury whatever that doesn't affect your oh, head. That's such that an excuse affect, too. That's yeah, such a bailout. That's a, yeah, it's the worst bailout I've seen. I'm sorry, I'm not KJ buying Hamler's it. not gonna. No way, KJ Hamler takes that as like the excuse for him just losing eyesight on fourth and one. Like, I understand, you know. Oh, it's you know you're playing in prime time. Occasionally, you let a couple throws get away from you, but like I, in that spot, on if, if you're especially if you're not gonna run the ball, you better at least just make the right read. Especially when it's right in front of your face, like the, the I, I don't really know where the Broncos can go from here. I I feel like honestly, like that entire locker room is probably already lost. That, that might be a bold assumption, but they're probably like looking at their coach, definitely looking at Russ, and just the entire management. Like, all right, this is a guy you paid. He's got the same QBR as Mitch Trubisky who got benched last week. Like, uh, we know Russ isn't going to get benched because there's too much at stake for him. But the way he's playing, there's there's no reason to, like, keep playing a guy that just stinks. He stinks, dude. Like, I'm sorry. Like, they have everything they need in front of him. They had to. I, I mean, we can give Melvin Gordon all slander we want. Like, having Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon going this season was a good one-two punch. He had Gordon Sutton and Jerry Judy on the outside 
And KJ Hamler is a decent slot receiver. And they just, nah, nah, nah. It's like, let Russ cook. And it's it's just not working. But he's like at 50% completion most weeks. Never, I don't think this year, has he had more touchdowns and interceptions. It's just bad. It's just so hard to watch. And they're on prime time again next week. Like, I don't know what the NFL really thought was. I, I mean, I thought Russ was going to be a bit better, but. Now we're just getting punished. Like we have to keep seeing this. We have to keep seeing this crap on primetime. I think and the worst the worst part is that the Broncos defense is like so good that every time they do play on primetime, they hold the team to like less than fourteen points. They did the same thing with the Niners. They lost by one. And it's like you watch these games because the Broncos are playing on primetime. They can't score. But they also can't be scored on, so it's just a recipe for disaster for entertainment purposes. Oh yeah, and especially like just for the sense that the game is gonna stay close. Like I'm somebody that if the game's close, I'm gonna watch, but I'm not gonna be happy about it. Especially when it's nine nine, it's ten thirty at night, and we're 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 playing more. Like we're playing more football. And it's not like the overtime just ended quick. No, 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 no. Had had to be a field goal, and then just keep milking the clock. Like I think here, uh, here's the here's the here's my here's my opinion on the Broncos, and then I'll touch on the Colts too. But Broncos first. The biggest problem is not a lack of moving the ball. Like they move the ball down the field, right? Like Cortland Sutton. I mean, he had 274 yards passing, right? And they had roughly 100 yards rushing as a team, maybe a little bit more. Like, they're moving the ball down the field. Every time they get in the red zone, it's like, what's the number one thing they tell you in, like, peewee football? Take care of the ball. Like, you know, at the very worst, we're down here. We're going to get three points, right? They throw and fumble and do whatever. In the, and they, I think they're averaging, like, it, a one and a half to two red zone turnovers a game, it feels like. Like, I know, in, I, I, I know in week one they fumbled twice on the goal line. He threw two picks in the red zone on Thursday night. It's just like it, it's it's such bad football. That's the bottom line. Like it's it's like the direct opposite of like the Patriot way, right? Where they take care of the ball, play good defense, and you know find ways to win games. It, it's like I, I don't even know what to how to state. Like both teams were trying to find a way to lose. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, eventually the well, Colts at least the at least the Colts like were just bad. It felt it felt like the Broncos were playing so down to them. You get what I'm getting at? Like like the Broncos would move the ball, the Colts would come out and go th- until like the final three minutes, and then overtime go three and out every single drive. That's fair. That and it was Matt just, Ryan took a beating. He didn't play well either. Yeah, like at least the Colts played bad the whole game. Like the Broncos, I felt like would move the ball, then get to the red zone, and then just be allergic to the goal line and turn the ball over. But honestly, here's my take on the Colts. Like they got a lot of answers to figure out. Um, I'm sure. I mean, if I'm Frank Reich, I'm happy. We got a win on the road, an ugly win on the road without our best player. Um, and as a Colts, you know, resident fan for the year because they're my Super Bowl pick, uh, I feel the same way. I'm happy with the win. Obviously, there's some extremely. I mean, we we I literally thought we were going to tie again. So there's that. But there's some extreme concerns about the offensive output here. But needless to say, like if it, you know, this is a team that's proven they can 
that beat the Chiefs. So I, I stayed what I've been saying the entire time. Like, if you can get in the playoffs, then anything can happen. And so this was a game that if they – I mean, their playoff chances go way downhill if they can't beat the Broncos. Um, and I'm not saying they did a good job of that. But, um, yeah, I feel like this win come December might matter in the playoff picture for Indianapolis. The way I think they- it matters in the playoff picture for sure. And I think their defense is playing at a playoff level. And there's no question about that. Yeah, uh, it basically, it's, it's, it, Matt Ryan's not the guy to lead him. No, really to me, things. to me, it comes down to getting Jonathan Taylor going, um, which I'm still pretty confident that will be able to happen. Um, I mean, he settled it. Like we said, we discussed last week. He settled in last last year. I saw the stat on Twitter this week that. After four games uh, last year, he was ranked the 24th best running back, which is exactly where he is this year after four games. So I'm not worried about getting Jonathan Taylor going. Uh, I do have concerns with Matt Ryan, though, um, as we've all – everyone does. But a win win is a win, as, you know, yeah, as the the meme goes. I would say I I personally don't have any other, you know – Shine! I want to give this game. No, I, no, I didn't. No. I did enough. Just it stunk, and a lot of the people in it stink. So that's really the takeaways. And um, you know, other other people and people that stink, um, especially this morning for some reason. I don't know if it was the uh, London atmosphere or what, but yeah, the Packers just. I don't really know what to even say because that's not like we like didn't move the ball. Like in the first half, I initially thought, Oh, we might kind of roll away with this. I think it was like 20 to 10, 17 to three at one point. Yeah. Like it was definitely in our favor. And the second half, we just decided to just keep punting for some reason. And, Stopped I don't running the ball at a weird point. Like, and our defense decided to just let Daniel Jones be efficient and turn to kind of prime Vic at times. Like, the whole thing was just bizarre. I, I, I really don't understand it. And I mean, I guess I, I just I kept saying how fraudulent the rocket like Giants were. I guess I'm the fraud. I, <laughs> I, I was so confident that the Packers right. were going to run away with it in the first half. It seemed like it, but I'll I'll say my piece and then I'll let you uh, continue on your your your. I, I don't even. It doesn't even sound like a rant. It's just it's just. I'm just upset. Desperate. Mad, <laughs> Des- you're in despair. <laughs> I'm distressed. Um. Okay. For starters, I'll say this. Uh, props to Daniel Jones. That's the best I've ever seen him play. 21 of 27 for 217. No touchdowns, but uh, there were a couple close ones that they then rushed in. I think he rushed for a touchdown. I'm not 100% sure. Um, no, he I, didn't. He didn't. But yeah. regardless, um, I, the Giants are still frauds. The Packers are bigger ones. Uh, that was made abundant today. Um, I've officially moved the Packers into the same category as the Colts, maybe just a little bit better. Just like, oh, oh come on. No, they're not that bad of a team, but I'm saying if they can find a way to make the playoffs, anything can happen. But they're not going to win the division. Uh, although, they, you know, I say that, but they 
the Vikings did almost lose today. So uh, do I think the Packers are a playoff team? Yes, especially in the NFC. But there's going to be three teams, it looks like, from the NFC East in the playoffs. So they might need to win the division to get there. But that's a different discussion for a couple, you know, a month or two down the line. The Packers' biggest problem, I, I was just appalled at the play calling today. Uh, it's third and two, game on the line. You know you're in a four-down situation. Why, why are you throwing the ball twice when you've been gashing them with the run for the entire drive? Okay, Aaron Jones averaged 4.8 yards a carry today, and A.J. Dillon averaged 5.7. There was no reason why we were throwing the ball at the clip we did. Um, 39 pass attempts as compared to 19 runs when you're averaging five yards a carry is not good play calling. I'm not even going to get started on the defensive play calling. They just are undisciplined. Stupid penalties from Rasul Douglas. Stupid, I mean, just stupid stuff. Um, and the reality is you didn't score. I mean, they scored two points in the second half, but that was given to us. So the reality is, is you can't be a one-half team. And if you are going to be a one-half team, you better make it the second half. <laughs> so I don't have much to say other than I, I, if the Vikings don't win the division, it's a dis, it's a disappointing year for them. Like in reality, like this is a Packers team that has young receivers that clearly are getting better as we go on, but uh, we're still missing Devontae Adams. The defense needs to step up. Uh, and these are games that this team needs to win um, with a veteran leader, at quarterback who disappeared. If he even showed up today, I really didn't think he played. I mean, he played, didn't play bad, but um, he didn't play as a $150 million man. So, Well, I, I guess I agree some of it. I mean, part of it is, like, we have a high standard for Rodgers. Like, he definitely could have played at somewhat of a higher level, but I also think part of it is, like, the only consistent – target really that like reliable hands it felt like has been randall cobb um those 50 50 balls no one's really winning i just i'm sick of that excuse though like honest to god i'm i'm getting sick of that excuse like they're nfl receivers like well that's yeah they're nfl receivers for yeah but like that doesn't mean it's They've been good. Like it's i'm not no i'm just saying like like, at some point like i I would agree that the well, the play call. Well, that's it's part like there's like a jump ball to Lazard, like that he just didn't really like. He's able to kind of get his hands on, and another one that he just like flat out dropped, and Dobbs like couldn't get separation. Like it, it's you see, it and it's like well, and there's nowhere for like for Rogers to put it. Like I'm sorry, like when 32, 33, I don't know how old he is. Randall Cobb is the number one option. Like, I don't really think that's Aaron's fault. Like, he's putting the ball where it needs to be placed. And, like, some of these guys are just not coming down with it. Like, I'm sorry. When they're going against – there's some practice squad guy from the Bills in there. And Rodgers kept targeting him. And it's like, Lazard, if Lazard is 6'5". Like, all he's got to do is – if he's getting hands on, he just needs to bring it down. This, but he was – none of that was happening. Like, nobody really felt like he was making plays in the past game besides Cobb. And but I would agree with you in the sense that like running the ball was working. Why we have to resort to th- throwing it is the the short answer is we don't. We just there, there was like no like, reason to. There was a there was a drive. It was literally just three like downfield passes, like fifty. Yeah, 50 and that's what I'm saying. And like, it's like it got to the second half, to and they were making their comeback, and we were still up at the time, I believe. 
and it got to the second half and it was like they had the momentum and what do you do to stop the momentum you start running the ball and take time off the clock and even if that drive stalls out you you kill that momentum if you get even just two first downs running the ball and so it's like when you are feeling that pressure and you come out three incompletions right off the field it's like well yeah they're gonna go right back down and score your defense is just as tired as they were at the end of the last drive it's just like it was just poor game management man um and, and like props to the giants like i don't think like like, do I still think they're frauds? Yes, but they've won enough games at this point. Like, they're going to be in the playoffs, in my opinion. If not right, like, they're going to have to really fall off to not be a playoff team at this point. Like, that's the bottom line. And I don't think we're giving them enough. We're certainly not giving Daniel Jones enough credit. I mean, I've never seen him play like that in my entire life. Um, and Saquon, you can make an argument Saquon right now is the most valuable player in the league. We can have that discussion, but they're nobody without Saquon. Um, and although he went in and out today, I, I don't know. I, I just think that the receivers are young and it's going to like, I guess I'll ask you this question. Like, what's your clock on Rogers? Like how many more years do you think he's going to play? Is he going to go into his forties? Like how old is he? Now? 38? I don't think so. I, I, I really have like no gauge cause I don't know really where his head is at. Um, and I, I do think it probably is dependent on, like, the team's success. I do think part of the reason they kind of let him air it out a bit is, like, probably for that reason. Like, I don't think Jordan Love has been very impressive from what I've seen in preseason and the limited regular season action he's gotten. I, I really don't think that right now we have the weapons that entices Aaron Rodgers to – keep playing for longer and uh, it's it's just frustrating because like even if the clock is five more years that's not like a huge amount of maybe in a year or two one of these guys like really develops but i still well, that's think where like, that's where i'm of, at is like if if like we like, like from a general management standpoint, like are we in are we in like win now mode or are we in a soft rebuild where it's like oh we have young we have, we drafted two receivers this year, uh, Romeo Dobbs is in my opinion uh, playing really good. Watson's been hurt on and off, really has not looked great, but also like hasn't had a full like like you know he hasn't been a hundred percent. So and, and plus it's only year like this takes time. Like the Packers have, like Devontae, his rookie year was not Devontae Adams, is what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah, and no, he was definitely a second round pick. Yeah. So, like, what I'm getting at is, like, is Rodgers, like, oh, yeah, let's stick it out. Like, maybe this isn't the year, but in a year and a half, two, three, when either Watson Dobbs or they go get somebody else and the defensive core is still solid, is that when we reset? Because, like, I think we're lying. I think the Packers are lying to themselves if they think they're an NFC contender at this point. Like I, I think that they could. I think they could beat any team in the NFC, but they are nowhere close to the favorites that they have been the last three years. And I, I think honestly, a lot of that just hinges on the play calling. Like as much of like a bailout answer that might be. If you watch the Giants today, like half the time, I knew where the ball was going. It's like, oh, Saquon's in Wildcat. Yeah, he's totally running to, like, the strong side. And we just, like, didn't stop it. And the amount of times they did that stupid quarterback draw and Daniel Jones actually got, like, reasonable yardage off it, 
Like, they called the same play multiple times. And here we're over here. We have all these creative plays going on in the first half. We're consistently moving the ball, giving it to different guys. And then the second half, it just became just like three straight passes, kind of push downfield and then punt. It's like, I don't know why. Well, I kind of just took our foot off the gas. I don't know if LaFleur was – maybe he was saving, you know, his plays because on the final drive, they were all there. Like, it was – we were moving boop, boop, boop all the way down the field. But – I just think, like, if we stick to the plan of, hey, let's give Aaron Jones 20 carries, 15, A.J. Dillon around 15, 18 touches, we should be winning the game. Like, they, they were yeah. not problematic. They're our best two and, offensive weapons outside, outside of the quarterback position. Right. And just with the pre-stat motion and whatnot, like, that helps Rodgers make life easier. He doesn't. We shouldn't have, like, we don't need to be throwing 50-50 balls. It's nice to have the luxury of just, like, yeah, being able to chuck it to Devonta Adams in one-on-one, and he is just better than the guy. But we don't have that. Like, it's it's just not a reality this year. Yeah. But it doesn't mean we shouldn't be able to win games. It doesn't mean the offense can't not be efficient. Like, especially as a play caller for Matt Fleur, I feel like he should just keep pressing the issue. And I, I don't know. It, it's, again, that's... All I can say, like, on that, it's just it was very noticing, like, just the Giants didn't take any, like, did they throw a single ball downfield today? Like, it was literally all just, like, big runs or just. No, the problem, like, this was the theme today was, like, and I'd love to see this stat was uh, Packers would come out on defense, have a really strong first down, uh, then would sag. It felt like they would sag off on every second down, and then it would go from second and long to third and medium. And then their third down defense was horrendous today. They had to be completing like an 80% clip, it felt like. Um, and then that's just how they marched down the field. So, And we get know. called for a holding penalty. Um, you know, we get a sack and then Rasul's holding. or Like, it, it just felt like our defense couldn't win today. And, like, again, it's like, am I happy? I'm going to be mad, upset about this game for sure. But, like, I, I also don't think it's like – we look at it and oh, like this this team is like fraudulent, not contenders. Like they looked like who that we think they are in the first half. It was just the second half. The play calling was bad. The Giants, like we, I really honestly think we got a little bit out coached, and the penalties were just way too much. I don't know if it was slop because it was in London or whatever the deal was, but like I'm not worried because we all view the Chiefs as like who the Chiefs are. Like they're. A, amazing football team and they lost to the Colts like 2017 and a loss that was arguably arguer uglier than what we saw today and even then like we beat the Buccaneers like our defense shut down Tom Brady it was our defense today like couldn't get any momentum it did not help in the second half that they'd be out there for a long drive and then we go three and out like that's not helping our defense at all that's why again like I don't want to sound like a broken record, but run the ball. Like Richard Sherman <laughs> said it best, run the ball. And Dude, oh, man. How did we not talk about that with the Thursday night game? That was that was sad to watch. That was that was hard to watch from Richard Sherman in the post game. Oh, yeah. No, you, could, you could tell he was like – he had uh, some personal ties there, and, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, boy. But he's, he, right. like, he's got a point. I just uh, – all right, well let's 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 reel it in a little bit. Um, 
we'll move on. Uh, we're going to move on to who the Fo- the game in Foxborough today. Uh, and I'm just going to give you your uh, your moment to shine here. Because, and I quote, you said, if anybody can stop this offense, it's going to be Belichick with some crazy defensive scheme, and he's going to shut them down. Well, I, they did just that. Uh, they shut them out completely. So um, what's your takeaway here? Uh, well, it was, I would say my takeaway is nice to still have some sanity and be able to predict some sort of things because, I, quite frankly, I was wrong about the Thursday night. I thought Russ would at some point turn it on, but I guess he just never will this year. And I thought Packers were going to roll today, and they lost. But the Lions, uh, yeah, I I did think, right, like if anyone was going to do it, it was, you know, the Patriots. It was going to be Bill Belichick. But I, I didn't think it was going to be a complete shutout, especially coming from a team that's consistently dropping over 30, close to 40 points. To just get shut out was kind of bizarre. Now I really – I don't even know what the Lions are at this point because it's like if yeah. they're not scoring, they could honestly be in real trouble this year. Yeah, defense can't stop a nosebleed. Um, it's it's tough. I, I mean, again, it's been tough as a Lions fan, but uh, today was not a, a, a pretty one for them. To just get just kind of just blown out and by a team that has a third-string quarterback in there, who, by the way, looks good. Like, yeah, he had the interception, but seventeen of twenty-one. Yeah, like, I, I will say he's. I like to, I hate to be that guy, but looks better than Pickett. I mean, just the way things are going, and it's not like he's a whole lot of, like receivers. You know, what I mean, they really rarely get the ground game going today, and Jacoby yeah, Myers is a decent receiver, but it's not really like threatening, you know, through the air from the Patriots side. Yeah, I think that's I think that's well said. I think I think that my biggest concern here is like who are the Lions? Because we thought that they were this much improved team. And I know they're down DeAndre Swift. Like, let's not discount that. And last week they didn't have Amon Ra. Um, but if the Patriots have figured out how to stop them, that's only gonna get copycatted. And you said it best, they can't stop a nosebleed on the other side of the so going forward, it's like, oh yeah, they were this like dark horse pick. Like, yeah, they're going to be competitive in every game. They're going to blow people. They're you know, uh, they're going to upset some people. They're going to win seven, eight games, maybe. Like they're one in four. Like their season is almost mathematically over, barring a miracle already. And so, like as big a fan as we both are of the Dan Campbell like wave, like they have so their roster, their defensive roster is so bad that they, it's. I mean, I say that, but they got shut out today. But I, I don't know. It's, My question is just like, who who are the Lions? Um, the Patriots are a well coached team. I'm I'm honestly not shocked. I agreed with your take when you said it that if anybody could come up with a scheme to stop the high powered offense, it would have been um, Bill Belichick. And uh, when you're going to run the ball for 160 yards with Ramondre Stevenson, you're going to win a lot of games, or at least win some. As resemblance of a uh, little Jonas Gray, you know, it's kind of out of nowhere. Um, I will say, I will say, I'll toot my horn a little bit. In one, in one of my fantasy leagues, I was uh, down DeAndre Swift and Jonathan Taylor, and I, I did have Damian Pierce, but I picked up Ramondre Stevenson off the 
off the streets and he dropped 20 oh. for me. So I was pretty pleased with that. I say I uh, can't ask Martin for much more from a no, label I, like that. No, I cannot. But um, yeah, I, my biggest concern is who are the Lions? Honestly, like who are they? Like we know who the Patriots are, even if they're going to win this game. Like they're, they're going to win seven to 10 games, be right around 500, probably not quite 10, but you get my point. Yeah, it kind of seems like uh, I don't know that. Just I guess the Lions are a team that still doesn't know how to win games. Yeah, which is unfortunate because, like you mentioned, felt like they kind of turned a new leaf this year. But uh, so maybe they'll the turn Lions. it around. Like maybe DeAndre yeah. Swift. I think they have right. a bye next week, and Swift comes back and sparks him or something. I don't know. Yeah, I still think like they win a couple more games. They have like a couple threats on the roster, but. They're pretty depleted, especially yeah. defensively. It's it's kind of rules. What are they got going on there? All right, all right, all right. I got a question for you. What was your? Uh, so we both picked the Chargers to beat the Browns. What's your take on Brandon Staley going for it for no reason, getting stopped, leaving the Browns in field goal range to win the game? And then getting bailed by a miss. Uh, I don't want to like completely overreact and be like fire this guy, but I also don't think like just even dating back to last year, he's been a good coach. I think especially with the roster the Chargers have, they could be up there with like the Bills and Chiefs. Like they got the talent at quarterback, they got what should be a great running game, they got weapons. I, mean, I don't know where Keenan Allen's been, maybe just hurt or whatnot. But with, like, Mike Williams and uh, Josh Palmer in the slot, Gerald Everett's been fine. And then even defensively, like, you have Derwin James, you know, uh, Josh Jackson, Sante Samuel Jr. They got um, Khalil Mack. I don't know where, again, Bosa, I think he's been hurt as well. But, like, just reading down the, like, the, the names, like, on that roster, that should be – it's, I mean, arguably one of the best kind of in the league. And – to only beat the Browns by two today, I, I really think it's for some reason their defense like has been kind of struggling. I'm not really sure why. And yeah, I, I guess my play call or my just I guess analysis of like that play call is it was just stupid. Um, I just think like I, I think that Staley's simple. holding them back. Agreed. Kind of all like, McDaniel's is with the Raiders. Like this yeah, is, like this these are just PL things like matters. Like, he got bailed today. Like, if they had lost this game, like, these are things, like, if we maybe if we go start looking in the rearview mirror at some of these games and we don't remember them, but, like, I wouldn't be shocked if we're seeing more of these, like, oh, they went for it on fourth down and then this led to this. And it's like, dude, just punt the ball. Like, you're up by two and you're on your own 35. Like, there's less than a minute left and they have no timeouts. Like, what – like – you don't trust yeah, your let, defense that much, like right? Let Brissett beat you, yeah. Especially, and that's very just dominant on the run. And when so, they have to go in like two minutes. That's not you know the Browns' specialty, if you will. Yeah. So for people who say, I mean, coaching doesn't matter, and I don't think there's many people who say that, but like this is just a clear example. Like, yeah, a win is a win, as I said before, but like. <laughs> That would have been a, just an atrocious loss. I mean, he would have been getting grilled if he isn't already by the media. I mean, it's just like what 
That's the well, looks, it's just design. inexcusable. That's the bottom line. It's inexcusable. You look at like the Giants, like you see how much like good coaching impacts. Like no one would have saw the Giants being four and one, but they got a new head coach this year. You see how they play, they stick to what they know and they play well. You yeah. see bad coaching again, like the Broncos side, how much it's affecting them. So yeah, I would say for the people that don't take coaching into man as much of account, especially when thinking of who's gonna win and lose on a you know typical game. Uh, we're seeing kind of prime examples of it really this entire week. And, well, I, yeah, the Chargers still won. But with a more competent coach, I mean, this this team's probably undefeated at this point. Like, it's they're that good of a team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far to say undefeated. I mean, they did. They lost to the Chiefs. And, I mean, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Yeah, they, they did get blown up by the Jags. But, yeah. I, that one you could uh, – well, you know, I don't know. But you get what I'm saying. Like, it, like – I think the Chargers stay who we think they are after this game, but if they had lost this game because of that, they'd have been two and three, just because of a bonehead decision that was completely avoidable. And it's like, what? I just, oh, like it doesn't shock me every year when stuff like this happens, and the Chargers are right on the playoff bubble for that wild card spot because the Chiefs win the division. And it's like you go back, it's like how many of these games could they have won if they'd have just ran the ball, ran the clock out, punted away at the end of the game. Um, you know, did something at the end of a half that was stupid. Like, I just, I don't know. I think Brandon Staley is holding them back, but that's, that's just me. I, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's definitely a fair assessment. Um, that's, that's all I got for that game though. Um, shout out Browns. They're, they're just going to be competitive. You know, that's kind of what we already knew. Yeah, they look good doing it. Like they, when Sean Watson comes back, they're they're gonna be like a good football team. It's just kind of if they're gonna be able to keep the ship float. And I, I don't really know. I yeah. think is my answer to that. They've been really close here. They just haven't really able to find ways to win games, which it's unfortunate from their standpoint. Um, honestly, a team that hasn't been able to really win games lately either has been the Bears. After uh, starting off, I believe two and one. I think they're definitely definitely been on too the last two weeks. Um, the Bears. They right. lost to the Giants I'm, last week. I'm gonna say something here, okay? Um, the Bears this week. I don't know if it's just the Vikings being the Vikings or whatnot, and the Vikings were up, I believe, uh, twenty-one to three, and uh, the Bears just. Kind of scrapped and I, I, something we haven't seen out of them at all this year. It's just they scrapped and clawed and made this a game. And the reality is, is I don't know if you were watching this game, but I have this game on alongside um, Red Zone. So this game specifically, uh, because I was a diehard Bears fan for the day, because if the Vikings lose after we lose, it would have been the most hilarious thing in the world. Um, Justin Fields had like a 50 yard, 40 yard touchdown run called back from like a I'm not going to say phantom, but it was a very suspect holding call. Uh, and then they got a field goal in the fourth. This was in the fourth quarter, their second to last drive. And when they got that field goal to go up uh, 22-21, like they would have scored a touchdown there had that not gotten called back, on, I believe, third down. And like this game would have been blown wide open. Um, but I'll also say this, and this will be the last thing I'll say. Uh, Mike Zimmer's Vikings do not win this game. 
Yeah, that's a fair point. They maybe play a little bit better defensively, but uh, yeah, it's definitely Kirk Cousins was solid. Yeah, he had the one pick, but overall, like on the day, uh, that team's just they're able to move the ball. Like when they're rolling, they're rolling. Um, I, I and I don't even really know. I guess what's say for the Bears aspect of it, because like when you look at just like. The Vikings just really ran so many more plays. They outgained them. The Bears, in reality, shouldn't have been in it. But like, like you mentioned, they we saw it's like the 49ers game. Like they're able to like make plays to win. Um, but I, I don't know. I I still think there's just a lot of things wrong with that offense. I mean, I Fields, brought, 15 of 21, 208, and a touchdown with 47 they, yards rushing. It's not bad, but like it's. It's like the amount of like a, like only twenty one attempts. Like, I mean, I, they're not gonna that. do that though. Like they're not they're just, gonna run the ball or they're not gonna throw the ball thirty times because he's not good. Um, right, and they just didn't even really get a lot of plays run. They just didn't really get a lot of plays in there. Yeah, in my opinion, like it was very just. I, don't know, I guess kind of bizarre game. Yeah, uh, Darnell Mooney had a sick catch though. Shout out. Shout out Darnell Mooney for that one-handed grab. That was sweet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Coming around but, a little bit. Uh, there's a reason we both picked the Vikings in this game. Um, clear, at this point, clear NFC North favorites. And like I said, anything less is a, is a, is a disappointment um, for the year. At this point, uh, uh, you could make the case to the second-best team in the NFC. Um, I don't know if I'm quite ready to say that, but they're right up there. So yeah, they don't um, they don't intimidate me like a whole lot because all, all their games like they're they're winning they're not like dominating teams especially in the way that like the Eagles are and, yeah but um, that's the thing with the Vikings is they're they're they've never been a team they've been the team that either shows up and blows someone out like they beat the Packers in week one or they have a close game like this and they find some magical way to lose. Uh, and what's different this year, as I think, and I'm g- g- giving them a lot of credit for this, and I think it's going to continue, is new regime, new coach, uh, and they, they win this game. They manage the clock. They go down and they get the, the game-winning touchdown to KJ Osborne a couple weeks back. They go down and they get the game-winning touchdown again this week. Um, and it's just like it, – it just seems a little different, and I'll give them credit for it. I'm, like at the very end of the game, Cam Dantzler makes a play to win the game. That doesn't happen uh, in the past. Uh, no, I think the uh, – gosh, I can't think of the Bears receiver's name. This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Like, it's just a bad football play. Like, get out of bounds. You have no timeouts, first off. Like, they were drive. that's the crazy part is the Bears were driving to go tie the game, and they were getting chunks. And uh, great play by Cam Dantzler, but um, I don't – I mean, th- I think the Vikings got a little lucky with the receiver being stupid. But regardless, they made a play to win the game. That's different to me. Vikings didn't used to do that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, we'll see kind of just as the season goes on. I uh, just, I'd like to see them tested. I guess a little bit more. Like they, I would agree. They're winning against the Bears, the Lions. They beat us in Week One, but I would kind of like to see like what do they look like against the Buccaneers? Because well, I mean, they got they they definitely got blown out by the Eagles, right? So I just I want to see if they crumble against you know real contenders because that that has been a knock on Kirk Cousins throughout his career. And uh, all uh, playoff games are in prime time. I will add, just for <laughs> yeah. the, uh, her cousin's sake. But uh, 
something that I honestly was really shocked by was uh, this, like, what in the world happened with the Jags? So I got this stat from Scott Hansen. I don't know if you heard him today, but uh, the the Texans are now on a nine-game winning streak against the Jaguars. Are you kidding me? They've won the last nine matchups. I that is absurd. I mean, that's got to go back to like twenty eighteen, probably twenty nineteen, maybe. Right. That's even like when Deshaun Watson was playing. Yeah, and it's like, like I, I don't, I don't know what the crypt, what the kryptonite is, but uh, Lawrence looked bad. He did. Um, he had a really bad interception in the end zone. Uh, the Jags' run game, which has been pretty good, I guess ETN did have seventy yards. Uh, he needs to get the ball more. He averaged seven yards a carry today which is just retarded. Um, and then Robinson had 10 carries for 27 yards. Uh, the Jags run game, which has been so dominant, kind of faded. Um, they just couldn't get the ball in the end zone. That's the bottom line. Which, because that's, I think that was the reality is like they were getting close. They just couldn't get the job done. It wasn't like the Texans were, uh, I mean, they won. They beat them. Uh, yeah, but they scored 13 but points. Right. It wasn't like they were beating them. It was more the Jaguars were beating themselves. And that's just kind of how you lose to the Texans or uh, tie them, if you will. Yeah. Because you just got to beat yourselves. They're, the Texans will not beat you. Like, they're just so undermanned. They're so uninspiring. I'll tell you what, though. Offensive side of the ball. They got a gem in Damian Pierce. He if is good, can, man. If, if they can block for him. And I mean, he had 100 yards rushing today against a formidable Jags defense. Yeah, but he had a lot of carries. Like it, was, oh, it was just kind of like chunk, chunk. Like, it, it you know, it worked because like they won the game, but, like, it wasn't any, that wasn't like Saquon-esque or anything like that. Like, uh, my thing is, like, if, yeah, like, it's great to have that, but they got to be able to, like, mix it up. Yeah, I just think it's like Davis Mills. What are you really mixing up? <laughs> no, I think they're they're, they're in a it's, 76ers trust the process season right now. Honestly, right. That, that might be the strat. Honestly, is just run Damian Pierce till the wheels fall off and make sure you get Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or whoever yeah. they're looking at for their yeah. franchise. But ultimately, for the Jags, it's a that's a tough. I mean, they're now they're two and three. Yeah, and this I, is a team that, that we thought was like favorites to win the division, which even more I mean, this is actually great for the Colts, not to not to fanboy my Super Bowl team here, but like it was just a surprising loss. Definitely. I would yeah, I would say I was very stunned. Cause it's kind of it's, it's kinda of like the Lions a little bit. Like, who are you? Right? Like we thought you were this team. We thought you were an AFC dark horse, and then you go lose to the Texans. Yeah, and I still think they're like an int- they're an intriguing team. I think is what I mean to say. But Lawrence has got to play better than he was the last two weeks if they're going to go anywhere. No question. Yeah, it's he's he's got to play well. I mean, for this Jaguars team because when they won those two games, he was playing well, and when he's not playing, you know, kind of I guess even like above average, like he's just got to be held to a high standard. It's the number one pick. And yeah. really just kind of how that offense is built around. 
And uh, yeah, I I really don't have, I guess, a whole lot that the Jaguars. I mean, all they really need to do is just clean. They play well defensively. It's just they got to clean up the mistakes on the offensive side of the ball and finish drives. Ultimately, that's kind of been, I feel like, a problem with just all the, even like the Packers today. Like, it, it, you got to be able to finish drives in this league when you get so close to the red zone, you get down there, and especially you don't come away with anything. Yeah. If they just came away with field goals, you know what I mean? They could win that game 15 to 13, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, while that game was a surprise, uh, another game that wasn't much of a surprise was the Bills Steelers. Um, we don't really need to talk about it much. We both said that Bills were going to roll. We were both, we were both right. Um, anything stick out to you from this game? Bills are still like, yeah, like you said, they're going to roll. They're just looking just awesome. Gabe um, Davis is a modern day Tyler Lockett. Once every couple weeks, he's good for a fantasy explosion. Yeah, which is, wouldn't have guessed that. I, I honestly, I wasn't sure if, uh, I guess Isaiah McKenzie was out, but he's kind of, he was dropping a little bit in snaps since week one. And now he definitely had a big day today. Um, I, I don't want to give Kenny Pickett, I want to say applause, but I, I will say for uh, his first real start, he didn't play terrible, especially when he got no help from the ground game. I mean, he was asked to keep yeah. continuously throwing the ball, and he looked good at it. And I, I think it's definitely something that Trubisky wouldn't have done. I don't think Trubisky's probably thrown 50 times in his career. So I think that's the bright side of that now. You only got three points, and especially it would have been nice to even get like a garbage time touchdown to kind of carry over to next week. But it would have been nice if they had played uh, literally anybody else besides the best team in the league. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Because right best now team. they're they're sitting at one and four, and yeah, and we went through their schedule. Like they're, they're screwed. Yeah, no, they're. I think they're already dead. Like it's. It's not even really jumping the gun. It's it's just for them to have been competitive this year. They were gonna have to have a really good defense and a running you know, game. Offense and the running game is nowhere yeah. to be found. Right? Yeah. Neither, neither is looking good. So this is probably gonna be like the surprisingly bad team. Like we might be shocked at their record at the end of the year, just because yeah. they they'll play in the AFC North. Like they got some tough games remaining. So yeah, that's really my takeaways. Pickett did the best he can with what was available, but ultimately this was a very predictable outcome. Yeah. So another unpredictable outcome that we we both took the Dolphins to uh, beat the Jets this week. Um, well, we knew I, they were rolling with Teddy Bridgewater, uh, and then he went down like really early. But that doesn't excuse giving up 40 points. It doesn't, and... I will say this, too. Uh, go check the receipts. I did say I was tempted to take the Jets. I was tempted. I didn't act on it, and now I'm kind of disappointed in myself. But go ahead. Well, yeah, I mean, we didn't know it was going to go down to, you know, a third-string kid. And, and, I mean, Skylar Thompson, again, wasn't – he was good, but he didn't play terrible for getting thrown in there as a third-stringer. And ultimately, just for the Jets' sake, I mean, listen, you put up 40, that's yeah. nice. Put I mean, 40 on anybody, that's nice. 
yeah, and the fact that they're sitting at three and two. Personally, I did I see there were three, three team, like three wins all year type of team. Um, so. Here's a stat for you: before today, the Jets had lost twelve straight division matchups. Oh wow! They had lost so, yeah, four they, straight to every team in their division. Well, they, they, you know what? They're taking steps in the right direction today. I mean, it's it ended it with the Jets, or I mean, with the Dolphins. So I mean, I don't see them really beating the Patriots or the Bills this year per se. But I can see know, them picking off the Patriots. Maybe not uh, the you know, Bills. Not the Bills. But. Yeah, definitely not the Bills, and yeah, maybe the Patriots. But ultimately, like we keep kind of picking against his team, saying, "Yeah." They're again kind of like the Giants. Something's going on in New York between the Giants and the Jets. I think that the Jets ways to win games. This might be a hot take, but the Jets are who we think the Lions are. Hmm. That's wow. That that might be the best way you can really put it. Because like, they're finding ways to win games, even when the odds are stacked against them. See the Browns, you know, like yeah. It's, it's oh, like, I mean, they're sitting pretty good at three and two. Like their their record combined with the Giants is nine and th- is nine and three. Uh seven. Seven and three. Seven <laughs> and three. I was gonna get to the get ahead of myself, but even then, like, so here's those here, two teams combined is usually like one and nine at this point in the year. Yeah. Here's the here's the Jets' uh, schedule for the remaining schedule. Uh, they go to Lambeau next week. Uh, I'm going to refrain from commenting on that one. Uh, then they play the Broncos, which I, at this point, I think they could win that game. Uh, then I they play, it is, yeah. Uh, then they play the Patriots, which depending on who's there, if Mac, I don't know when Mac Jones' clock is coming back or whatnot, but like I just said, I think they could pick them off. Then they go Bills. That's a loss. Then they go Patriots again. Then they play the Bears, which I could see them beating the Bears. They play the Vikings. Uh, the Vikings should win that game, but like I said, like the, if the Jets are this Lions-esque team, they could compete with anybody besides maybe the top two or three teams. Play the Bills the second time, then they play the Lions. I think they can beat the Lions. We don't, then they play the Jaguars. I don't know who the Jaguars are. Then they play the Seahawks. I think they can beat the Seahawks. We'll talk about them later. But uh, then they play the Dolphins in Week 18, which they just beat the Dolphins, but who knows where we'll be at that point. So realistically speaking. Broncos, maybe they beat the Patriots twice. They snag the Bears, Lions, Seahawks. That's five or six more wins. That puts them at eight or nine, uh, depending on, you know, give or take a couple. Maybe they pick off the Jaguars. Like, we could be looking at a winning season here if all things go well. Now, I getting a, I think I'm getting a little ahead of steam oh, so here. Yeah, but, I don't know if they're going to get that, but I would agree with you. Like, the wins are on their schedule. Like yeah, there's, it, there's their, their schedule there. does not look like the Steelers' schedule. Right, that's not as daunting. That's, there's no question about that. Um, so, this was yeah, a big win for team to watch. Yeah, I mean, I, dude, when was the last time the Jets scored 40 points? Like, you know, I know Zach, like Zach Wilson, 14 to 21 for 210, no touchdowns, no interception. Um, although, like Brees Hall, like. He should have had a touchdown pass to him. He went down on the one, and they ran it in. Um, he, and Zach Wilson did have a rushing touchdown. Um, 
Yeah, they're finding ways to move the ball, so I got to give them credit for that because they haven't been able to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but frankly, um, and yeah. yeah, the team to watch going forward. Still not worried about the Dolphins. I don't think you can really dictate much, considering they're already on a backup quarterback, and then they go to the third string. Like, yeah, I will say this though. I will say this though. When that game started to get away from them, and their defense started to. I'm not going to say quit, but they did score 21 points in the fourth quarter because that was still a game for a while there, even with the third stringer in there. Um, I kind of got a little bit of flashback to the Panthers last year, starting Mm. 3-0, and then they just fell off the face of the planet. I think the Dolphins are better than that. I really do. Um, But there was a little bit in there where it was like, yeah, even if Tua comes back, like these are games that like – and I don't know their schedule, but like these are games that like they should win. Third stringer, I understand they shouldn't win that game. Like, and he gets thrown into. It's not even like they had the week to repair him, um, like they did with Bailey Zappi. But like, I, I don't know. I'm not pressing a panic button. I'm not selling shares. I'm not. It's just in the back of my mind. It's like, hmm, maybe the wheels could come falling off here. Maybe. Defensively, they don't look good. Yeah, that's this, that's my main the, concern. The defense has definitely been suspects really all year. They've been able to win in spite of it, but and the reality I is they should have lost to the Ravens. They did lose to the Bengals, and those are two other AFC playoff teams. Yeah, and then they lost to the Jets. It's really something to watch moving forward because it's oh, that, that's something you can't really add this. Not being able to win against good teams, and I mean, not having a defense like it's got to be kind of even really mediocre. This is like the top, close to like top fifteen. I feel like is kind of the baseline to be like successful in the playoffs. Yeah, and they're not that right now. I agree. That's, that's not them. Um, but a defense that again is then I feel like pretty consistent most of the year. Uh, Buccaneers, they. One today, but also Dude, not no like, the inspiring. Falcons. Can I? Can I just? Can I? This will be my rant for the day. Yeah. Um, worst roughing the passer call I've seen in my entire life. The, yeah, Tom Brady was going to lose that game, and Roger Goodell made a phone call, and they saved it. That's literally what I have to say. That was worse than the Clay Matthews one a couple years back. Worse than how do you rough the passer when he still has the football? And I know we've had this rule now for a couple of years. I actually still don't understand that. How do you rough the passer when he still has the football? He's not a passer. He's a runner. It doesn't. That's that's a very fair point. I, and look, I and I get, I understand protect the quarterback. I understand it all. I understand they, had, they emphasize don't pile drive him into the ground. Don't land on top of him. Grady Jarrett did none of the above, and he still got called because he sacked Tom Brady. You're not allowed to do that. It's old, man. Got to go easy on those bones. Yeah. yeah. That's, all I, that's all I have from this game. Uh, the Bucks looked good, and then they didn't, and then they got saved. Yeah, I, I really – don't know what to say really much about Marcus Mariota. Like this team hasn't really been able to throw all year. 
Kyle the Falcons, they're competitive though. Like they they're just competitive. I they agree. find way. They are surpassing my expectations. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I didn't think they're going to be this, this defensively. I I, yeah. I don't really know why they're even this good defensively, but yeah, I'll give them I'll give them the props for that. They're competitive. I mean, they just they I, just, I just yeah. I think they'd be more competitive with Desmond Ritter. That's all my. Really, two cents. I know you don't really want to throw a rookie in there right away, but Pickett's been fine. Um, trying to, Zappy has been fine. Like maybe it's one of those things where they're they're waiting till their season is for sure over, and then they're like, okay, well, go get your experience. And yeah, hey man, it's probably gonna get there. Yeah, I it's think it will. But I mean, they they like if they if they'd have lost twenty one to zero today, it'd have been like, yeah, why aren't they starting? But we just talked about how honestly they should have, assuming they go down and like they should have had a chance to win the game today. They were robbed. Like they had all the momentum. They got the stop, and then there was a garbage, you know, bailout for Tom Brady. Haven't seen that one before, but um, yeah, I, they're competitive. And if you're competitive, if you're a touchdown away from beating the Bucks. Like I don't care if you're only throwing for 150 yards. Like. Your defense is good. You're in the game. Like, what's the uh, like? There's a couple bang bang plays here and there, and it's like they they beat the Buccaneers at full strength too, because the Packers played them with nobody. Yeah. No, it's uh, sorry about that. I geez. somebody's doing some construction out there. Uh, <laughs> no worries. But yeah, it's. Well, I mean, that's Buccaneers. They, they kind of got lucky today. Definitely got lucky. Um, and like you mentioned, if they're competitive and they're keeping it, yeah, I can't fault them for it. I just uh, I kind of question how they're competitive. You know, with great play calling, great run game. That's kind of... Yeah, yeah, funny. You know, how running the ball does so much for <laughs> you. Even You're the so salty. I love it. Oh, I'm, I'm upset, dude. The, the, like, I, I woke up early for that. All I right. must. I literally. Ah, no, no, I'm not <laughs> back in this. I'm not. We'll move on. There's two more noon games. Um, Titans and Commanders. I definitely remember picking the Commanders. And not a bad yeah. pick, honestly. Yeah. I mean, had the ball, had a chance to score right at the end of the game. Yeah, and Carson went still like his looks solid. Yeah, I mean, he threw a pick up. at the end, but it's like you know. I, yeah, like he's been kind of carrying that offensive load. Especially the fact that they have no running game whatsoever. That's and yeah. I feel like is it, if Antonio Gibson was like a sleeper pick or what some people like that were going like the zero running back strap in their drafts were relying on him, uh, you better look elsewhere. Yeah, I mean Brian Robinson came back today after getting shot like four weeks ago or five weeks yeah. ago. Sir. And honestly, I feel like he'll probably just get more touches. I mean, he looks like he's going to be the more explosive back, but they just can't run the ball, period. Like, it's just not what this team is able to do. Yeah. And so I got to give Carson Wentz, like, his just kind of do props, I guess. And, yeah, the commanders aren't winning games, but it's – I can't really say it's his fault. I mean, with literally just – you know, that the, although I think they could really hurt you with is throwing the ball – they're getting close. They're just they're not getting done. Titans did kind of a t- typical Titans game. You know, Tannehill managed, didn't make any mistakes. 
got beat up a little bit. And and uh, Derrick Henry carried the ball 28 times for 100 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Hey, that's what, how it what, goes. That, that's how it goes. Beat you with, oh, what, wait, what is this? Oh, running the football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good, good way. All right. Run the ball, ball, man. Run the ball. <laughs> it sounds like Richard Sherman. Uh, final right. noon game. Um, a game that did not have a lot of running the ball, actually. They were airing it out in this one. Um, well, to a certain point, I guess it's a little incorrect, but, uh, the Seahawks continue to impress me. Um, Geno Smith didn't write back three touchdowns. Lockett had his, uh, explosion. Uh, I had DK and fantasy frenzy had a second touchdown called off. I was, I was kind of sad when that happened, but, uh, regardless, I had, we both had the saints in this game and I was sweating this one out a little bit. Um, any big takeaways here? I mean, this was a fun game to watch, but these are two kind of non-playoff contenders, despite them both playing decent. Biggest takeaway is the Seahawks won the rush trade, and they're not even playing the quarterback they got in exchange for them. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, but that's so true. He's in and say Geno Smith hasn't been an upgrade, which is absurd. It's just honestly ridiculous. Like, uh, just looking at last year, if you said, oh, Chino Smith is better than Russ, like, you, you would just – no one would take you seriously. Like, it, it literally would be a meme. And yeah. now, like, Geno Smith, like, literally looks better. Like, he literally looks so much better. Like, he looks really poised in the pot. He looks like a veteran. And he looks like he's been, you know – he should have been starting somewhere all these years. Like, Which I, easy. Because he looked so bad with the Jets, but then it's like, well, it's the, back to it's how the bad Jets. They had, they had such bad coaching. Yeah, and I don't, he was, I don't think he had his job when Adam Gase was there, but I know the guy before him, I think it was Rex Ryan. Like, he's definitely not a good offensive mind. I think it's just something like you said, he, he might have been able to play somewhere sooner. Um, but it's nice that he's getting his shine now. And, um, hey, the Taysom Hill, I mean. MVP of this game for them at least. I mean, nine carries, 112 yards, and three touchdowns. (laughs) Yeah, wild. And, again, the Seahawks' defense is still very problematic. That's why they're ultimately not going to win more games. But I I should have brought it up, honestly, on Wednesday because – I had this thought on the way to work for some reason. I was like, why is – doesn't Taysom Hill getting like $20 million a year? Like, I don't know what his contract exactly is, but I remember he got an extension. And it was like they kind of try to compensate him for all that he does. And I was like, you know, just from – Oh, my gosh. He has a four-year $140 million extension. Yeah. And I also know that is kind of salary – or, I'm sorry, incentive-based – but it's something I was I was aware of, and I'm like, you know, I feel like he's done a whole lot this year. And then today he goes on and has four touchdowns, and you know, ultimately shows why he can be so effective. He just gives your team just a completely different look, having a guy that can throw the ball and be, I guess, be a threat to throw the ball, but also make so many plays. And the passing game, you know, catching the ball, being able to run the way he can. I mean, he's fast. Like, I remember yeah. just watching the Packers just preseason. I was really concerned, just confused on why we didn't let the guy go. 
at the time. I know the only teams usually roster two quarterbacks, but he's a stud, man. Yeah, he's a good player. They and, have found a way to. I mean, like you, people use the phrase like, "Oh, he's just a football player." Like he literally defines that, and he has somehow carved out this weird role uh, with the Saints, where he can rush for three touchdowns, a hundred yards, and then throw for a touchdown as well. And it's like, how do you stop that? Like you don't like you don't know when he's coming in. You don't know if he's going to catch a touchdown. Like it's just like gives the team a really crit like just a great way to play. Like you, you don't, like you said, you don't know what's going to happen when he's on. Yeah. Um, and, and I did, I did process. misspeak. It's four years, 40 million. Uh, Google has 140, which is not right. Uh, it's four mm. years, 40 million uh, with 21 guaranteed and a $10 million signing bonus. So still, that's yeah, a lot of money part of it for is, a backup quarterback. I, I, you know what? I think part of that reason is I think, and I'd have to, we, we don't have to get dive too deep into his contract, but, I know it was like because there was quarterback money incentives in there. Like essentially, if he started so many games or like eclipsed so many yards passing, then you'd get like kind of incentives stacked on that, where it could be worth up to. I think okay. I don't know if it was worth up to one hundred and forty. Yeah, but, I think you're right. But, but we, I mean, yeah, we we could go in and out about that all day long. Point is, he was made worth his money today. Like he he did what they needed him to do, and. Yeah. Can't say a lot more than that. Um, I will say we, we're over an hour here, so we'll try and wrap these afternoon games up quick and then get you guys out to uh, Ravens Bengals, which, again, that's kind of like my game. I know it's a prime time game, but not all prime time games are good. See Thursday night. Um, <laughs> this is a game like you got to watch Bengals Ravens and a lot of fireworks. And then obviously tomorrow night with the Chiefs Raiders as well. We'll have that recap on Wednesday, but. For the afternoon window, um, I, did, I did pick the Cardinals. Yeah, you did. You did. And I know again, it's it's like you can't. I'm not going to be the guy that almost did, but still, again, not as crazy as a pick as it sounded. Like they were in that until the end. But the Eagles showed why they're five and zero. Why they're going to be so dangerous this year, even when they're not completely rolling like the entire game. Ultimately, this team can run the ball just as good as probably anybody in the league. Just the different ways they can run the football. And Jalen Hurts just looks so much improved as a passer. I really can't say enough about that. Yeah. He's really I toned think, back the mistakes. And I just think that's well said. Ball, like it's, he's a good man. <laughs> I think that's well said. I think that um, I like the Eagles – didn't really – we know who they are, uh, and they continue to prove that. The Cardinals, on the other hand, like, to go toe-to-toe with the top team in the league right now, like, maybe they're not as bad as we think they are, but at the same time, they're 2-3. and three, And uh, this isn't the only close game that they've found a way to lose. So it's it's a very, like I, – I, uh, Cardinals are in that category as well. Like, who are you? Like, are you going to step up and start playing good? Because we're really starting to get close to that you know, uh, Modern Warfare 2 drop, and that's when things are supposed to fall off. And if they're at 500 around that point, like, they got them shot. Like, well, yeah. Like, right now, two and three, like, it's it's not looking good. And I know we still have a lot of NFC West, you know, matchups left on the table. And yeah. the Seahawks are not, as we've seen, the Seahawks are not just a free ride. As I yeah. thought, they were kind of just a pushover team. 
they've been giving a lot of teams problems this year, and especially uh, Broncos country. But I, I got to say this in the sense that it was close. But like I said, these upset picks, I'm picking for the win. I'm picking for the upset to <laughs> close, but close, but no cigar. Yeah, yeah. But close, but yeah, it's still going to show up uh, 0-1 for my picks. So can't be happy about it. Hey, uh, I, I hate to I hate to do this to you, but you, you did have another incorrect pick in the afternoon slate. Uh, I picked the upset here, which I don't even know. I'd have to look at what the Vegas odds were if the Cowboys were an upset or not because I felt like this was a pretty, like, pick the team I that's be, hot. I don't even know if they were favored. Um, I actually would have to look back. I I'll, don't I'll, know. No, they, they weren't. They were plus five. So they were, yeah, the Cowboys five, were the underdog. Underdogs. Yeah, so I yeah. picked the upset uh, correct here, and I, I got to be honest, they, they made it look easy. Uh, the Rams, in my eyes right now. Do you remember when they got Anthony Barr? Uh, I think that was this like, year. Where did that happen? That was this year. Like, how, how did that just year? like? How did that just like happen, man? I don't that's know. like a big piece for them. Like he, he's that's a big deal between Jalen Smith and then going Anthony Barr. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty big. Uh, look, I picked I picked the Cowboys based off. I said that the Micah Parsons and that D line were going to roll because the Rams' offensive line is terrible, and the Rams were going to turn the ball over. Uh, that is exactly what happened. Um, Cooper Cup did Cooper Cup things, but the Rams' offense is just not it, man. Um, Stafford's going like, to break both arms by the end of the year. He's yeah. taking a Every game, I feel like he's getting just rocked. It's it's not good. Um, they are kind of who we who I thought they were. I can't speak to you for you, but uh, I, I've, I don't even know if I've written – I think I'm past the panic button on the Rams, and I'm kind of I've kind of written them off. I would say it's they're kind of case closed. It's kind of team. They're uh, just not. Yeah, and maybe they could turn it on. I'm you know I'm not saying that they're out of the playoff hunt, but like something is going to have to drastically change for me to start to fear the Rams in any sense. Yeah. Um, I don't fear them at all. <laughs> as so, bad as that sounds, and I picked them to win the division. <laughs> like it's that offense. They, oh, it's okay. just so bad. It's just so bad to watch. They don't have the guys to block really anything. I mean, they they, they couldn't. I don't know. I, I don't really know what to say. They still can't run the ball. Question you know, for like, you? Just did. Just disappeared. Yeah, no, hit, hit me. Not to move on from the Rams, but uh, Cooper Rush is now 5-0 and as a starter. He's 4-0 and this year, and he won the one game he started last year. Uh, at what point, and I've, I've asked this every week now, I'm officially saying, and maybe I'm not even phrasing this as a question, but I am saying, and you can respond to this, I would start him the rest of the year at this point. Yeah, and I know I said it would do a lot of things for me on Wednesday's pod if they won this game. Look at just the the way the game played out for just those that watched. He didn't throw the ball a whole lot. 
he wasn't like the reason they won. Yeah, he didn't make any mistakes. I I think what this is showing us is this is the recipe for the Cowboys to be successful. You lean on the defense, you feed Zeke and Tony Pollard, like utilize both those guys. Tony Pollard has honestly for a long time looked like the better back. I know they got to keep giving it to Zeke because of all the money that's tied up in him and he's a running back. But I just think we have like a true 2001 Patriots situation here. You have a $100 million quarterback who got hurt early in the year and some no-name backup who's come in and played stellar. And you are winning games. This is a true I, Brady Bledsoe situation. Like, like you talk about Bailey Zappi, like, oh, he's the next Tom Brady. Like, no, because Drew Bledsoe was a $100 million quarterback that they had just brought in who was supposed to be the franchise guy. That's Dak. He just signed an extension. Like all these, like this is the this is a weird mirror that I don't think enough people are realizing. Like, yeah, people are starting to chat about oh, should they start Dak? But like, this is kind of weird. They're four and zero with him this year, and they've looked good in every single win. I don't care if he's you know not throwing touchdowns, only throwing for a hundred yards. Like this, you said it best. This is their recipe for success. And I am officially stating that I think it would be a crime and they would rob this team of potential playoff success if they started Dak when he came back. I will say this is my outlook on it. I'm just viewing it just this, – this is how I feel. If they stick to this play calling with Dak, I still think they're a better team right now because – like I, I they won't though. Wednesday. But this, this, this is what I'm, and well, that's what I mean. If they're either going to look at this film and take that in consideration, or like you said, they won't, and they'll go back to doing the couple more things of letting Dak air it out 40, 50 times a game, which isn't good for any team. Uh, I'm just going to say right now, I don't care who, if your quarterback is not, you can run the run ball, the ball. <laughs> run the ball, <laughs> run the ball. But, uh, <laughs> I'm just like objectively speaking. As great as Cooper Rush has been filling in for Dak Prescott. Like I touched on Wednesday, he needs like a 300-yard multi-TD. Like I need to see him elevate. Like that that's my what's, biggest thing. But like, what's, what's, what's the goal only, here? Only thing when you go out on Sunday, what's the goal as a team? Oh, yeah, it's to win. I hear He's you. never lost. And, uh, I, <laughs> he hasn't no, lost man. a game. They have one loss this year, and it's because of Dak. And I get that, but who do you, who do you think is a better quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo or Dak Prescott? Because you know who else started out five and zero. Oh. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like Jimmy Garoppolo, at the beginning of his career was five and zero. People were given that. That's how he well, got paid. Well, wait, wait, but what's your what's your point here with Jimmy Garoppolo or Dak Prescott? Because who's gotten farther in the playoffs? Who's had a more successful playoff career? Oh, it's definitely been Jimmy Garoppolo. So, I mean, what's your point? Because I well, honestly, if I want to win a Super Bowl and I want to have playoff success, I'm going to take the guy that's been there. How many playoff I, wins does Dak have? Does he even have one? Yeah, I think he's got one, but you can't. You can't. I just think that. we've seen With the a straight peak. face. Dak I, Prescott is not a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, no, it's the same. But it, that's the same argument as Rodgers versus Brady, just on a smaller scale. 
right? Like Rodgers is clearly more talented than Tom Brady, but Tom Brady's a better quarterback. He's a, he's the greater quarterback. More accomplished quarterback, yeah. And there's I, no question about that. So it's like I, I just think that we've seen now for however many years in a row the Dak and Zeke led Cowboys. It maybe just say the Dak led Cowboys. We've seen their peak, right? It's like a divisional round loss with a wild card loss. You, you like uh, they're not going to get to the NFC Championship game. Uh, maybe they, you know what I'm saying? Like we've seen their peak where they have these great regular seasons and then they disappear in the playoffs. Like I think I've been saying this for a little bit now. Like they need to change up the formula. And if that turns to running the ball 30 times with Cooper Rush, so be it because they're winning games. Right. This is just something like this is different for the Cowboys. And this is a different level of this is a dominant win. Their defense is dominant. Their defense scored a touchdown today on like the first play from scrimmage or the first drive for sure. Like I just I think it would be a crime to uh until unless Cooper Rush gives you a reason to bench him, don't. And I, I will agree with you on this point. Like, I think, like, it, it's definitely, like, it's a conversation. Not, and no one's denying it. Like, we're talking about it. Other people are talking about it. If they go over with Cooper Rush the rest of the way, you've laid out all the reasons why it does make sense. And it really wouldn't be, like, the wrong decision. Because you're right. Like, they're winning games. If this is the recipe for them to win games and they just keep doing it, you can't fault them for making the decision. Um, I'm just saying objectively as a, a fan, as just an observer of what I've seen talent-wise from Dak and Cooper Rush, if they stick to the run the ball and use Dak when you can, you know, you need him when it's can, when it's good for the game flow and not just spam at 40, 50 passes. That like it's they're gonna be a better football team I has with Dak. But I'm also going to agree with you in the sense that it is now kind of an open taste that, well, look, if they roll with Cooper Rush, like, can you really blame them? They're beating everybody. <laughs> he's he's undefeated as a starter. So that's really all i got to say is, like, the Cowboys, guys, oh, man, I can't believe I even have to say this. And it really it pains every inch of my soul to say this. They're a better team than the Packers right now. Dude, dude, you don't even want to hear where I would put the Packers on the power rankings after this week. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> you I'm don't even want to know. Stick, but like, I, I hope. I hope this couple days gives. It's. I'm gonna need some time to cool down, and you know where I place them because. I there's there's All some right. concerns. We can but, we can let's keep it rolling. Let's keep, yeah, yeah, I mean, we got one more game. I, I, we don't really. I don't have anything to say here. We both think the 49ers, the Panthers are bad. Uh, Niners are good. We know exactly who they are with Jimmy Garoppolo, um, and they they look good defensively, offensively. Do you have anything to add? Baker's bad. Oh yeah, Baker's bad. PJ Walker got a little bit of run, and already looked better. Um, but yeah, even honestly. Person like I think that offense is also just bad. Uh, the design has just become very stale. It's very clear like where the ball is going, and I just I hate to see Kim McCaffrey get this misused. Like, I just had so much higher expectations. I thought rules. And he had were, he had twenty one catches today. Uh, like he's getting used. Not twenty one catches, twenty one touches. Play. You know, like when we when he saw him like last healthy, like 
he was dynamic, like over 100 yards from scrimmage pretty much every game. He had that today. I, I know it's, but it's just, it's not the, the, the pop, the explosion. Like I agree, the, I the team agree. getting to like 21, 28 points. Because uh, again, part of that is Baker Mayfield's fault. I mean, he's threatening nobody. I, I really think it is question. It was Darnold, Matt Corral. Heck, it's really a shame in, that Matt Corral got throw in Pete, like just throwing anybody besides Mayfield at this point. Yeah, he's been it's, so uninspiring every single week, and he's it's not a, improving. The it's a real shame that that Matt Corral got hurt. That's the bottom line. Yeah, I, I think that that's and Arnold's been hurt, so it's like he's getting a longer leash, just kind of for that reason, just the circumstances. Yeah, he just fucker isn't. I don't want to say accomplished because neither of the two previous guys we mentioned are accomplished, but. More or less in their talent perception, I guess. People how they view him. Darnold was third overall pick. But Mayfield, like we touched on, is a first overall pick. Like you just you have so much more. Even to be like a Jameis Winston level is something they would make this Panthers team a lot better. Just yeah, I, I just think that the I think, more. I'll say this though, when it comes to Baker, I still defend him to a certain extent because uh it's been proven that with good play calling and in the right system, he can be successful. And I just think that they're asking him to do like, they're just not like they're asking him to do things that he's not like, that's not his strength, right? Like he needs to be on a team that's going to run the ball 25, 30 times and then play action, roll him out of the pocket. Um, And and don't ask him to be a Peyton Manning, right? Like don't ask him to just line it up dissect the defense, know where to go based off of one guy's movement and then reading three different guys. And that's not Baker Mayfield, right? Like he's doesn't have, he's not that great of an arm talent, first off. He can throw the ball far, but he's not that accurate. Uh, and he's not that great of a like, – like Baker's peak is Ryan Tannehill. We always use him as the perfect uh, game manager. Like Baker's peak is Ryan Tannehill slash Kirk Cousins. And they're treating him like his peak is Brady Manning. That's, that's a fair assessment. That like, is. I, I think that the first step that needs to be taken is to fire Matt Rule. And then if they bring somebody else in there, I wouldn't be shocked if ba- – I'm not saying he's going to do a complete turnaround, but I wouldn't be shocked if he got the right guy in there and he's, they started to see a little more success. But I, that's no excuse. He's still bad. Like, <laughs> I'm still saying he's bad. Um, he's so just – blech. But, this is really the thought. We'll do the a, side, um, 49ers are who we know they are. They're just they're gonna be contenders this year. Yes, they are. As much as I hate saying that too. I, I said this to somebody too, uh not to bring up the Packers again, but I was like, I said this, I said, uh, this season it was right after the game, I said this season right now screams sneak into the playoffs and lose to the Cardinals or 49ers in the maybe probably the 49ers in the wild card. I was say I don't think we'd lose to the Cardinals, but yeah, honestly, and there's I feel like there's only so much more in my heart I could take of these losses to the Forty ers I well, it's just like my expectation is not where it was last year. So, um, but we've talked enough about the Packers. Um, yeah. Quick, anyway. quick recap of the game so far. All right, uh, I'm oh, yeah, for, our picks. for our picks. I'm ten and four through the first 14 games. You are 
Uh, seven and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven and seven. Jeez. Uh, we both have the Chiefs tomorrow night. You have the Ravens tonight. I have Cincinnati. Um, nobody has ever done t- a double digit week, which proves how bad we are. Um, so I'm the first first person to ever have ten in a, ten in a week. So new record on in terms of best week ever so far. I oh, hope. I hope it doesn't stand uh, very long because it's it's really just pathetic from the both of us that it took us five weeks to to do that. But um, fantasy frenzy, I am currently leading by thirty one ten to eighty one. I have Burrow, Chase, and Tucker remaining. You have Mahomes, Mixon, Adams, and Carlson remaining. Ooh. So I don't think this is over. By any mm-hmm. means, um, it's going to be lower scoring than last week because uh, nobody's touching one eighty. But um, I should have balls in theory. I had Dalvin Cook. Uh, he exploded for twenty six. You had Derrick Henry as your RB one. He had a big day, as you know. I kind of lacked in the receivers. We'll see what Chase does. But I had Godwin. Metcalf had a decent day, 17 points. But uh, what, I just kind of wanted, he was that one touchdown away from having a really big day. Uh, I don't know how or why we didn't pick Justin Jefferson last week, honestly, because um, he, he's now two weeks in a row. He's exploded. But you got Jefferson this week. He had 30, nice. um, which is a solid win. CD had 10 for you. Uh, but this <laughs> – the funniest or the stat of the day is I now have 44 points uh, with my defenses in the last two weeks. Picking against the Rams offense, I had the Niners. They scored a touchdown last week. I had the Cowboys this week. Scored a touchdown right away. So I was laughing uh, laughing like crazy when I saw I was going to get another 20-point day out of my defense, which is just – that just shouldn't happen. That's just – Yeah, I, I got to applaud the pick. Like, you've you been calling it. I, I don't know. I, it's, I'll be the first to admit it's it's kind of lucky. But uh, you had the Bills D, uh, 10 points, gave up three to the Steelers. Uh, that's a solid pick in my eyes. If you get 10 points on your defense, that's a good pick. So, um, yeah, yeah it'll be interesting to see how this plays out with Burrow and Chase tonight. I know Tucker already had what, a field goal. Quick so. question. What, what did my Freermuth tight end, what did he get? Freermuth had 3.2. Oh, jeez. That's and, what – Every week. <laughs> I had Higby. Uh, he had 11.6. I, so. Should have went with Darren Waller. Should have with anybody. Ah. Ah. I, How did <laughs> pick, it, pick it through 52 times? And yeah. move still only got three points, man. That, that stinks. That's just I bucket. saw. So I have Deontay Johnson in my Dynasty League. Uh, and he finished today with five Five for 60 with 13 targets. Oh, wow. <laughs> how do you, how do you have five catches? Like, how do you have eight misses? And I, there was like two of them that were both touchdowns that like he was an inch away from getting his second foot down. And I was just like, dude, this is killing me. Like, I, I hate. I love Deontay Johnson from a fantasy perspective because he always does do stuff like that, like get 10 targets. But he's walks away with like fifty percent of them, and it's like, how do I not start the guy who's getting the wall thrown fifteen times? But I know he's only going to score ten points. He's never like he never blows up, and it's so frustrating. So, yeah, I suppose when the volumes there, like 
that's really all you can ask for as a fantasy owner. And exactly. To, to miss basically eight opportunities. It's all just unacceptable. Like, I, yeah. I, it's frustrating. And I know he had one bad drop today. It would have been like a 20 yard or two just to hit him right in the hands. He dropped it. And I was just like, dude. Ah, ah. But um, yeah, that kind of sets us up for Wednesday. Um, that's about all we got for uh, this week's Sunday recap. Uh, you have any closing thoughts? Uh, well, uh, you know, not to toot my own horn, but it looks like I am going to sweep my fantasy leagues this week, <laughs> which is pretty great on that front. And, uh, yeah, I guess closing thoughts is definitely going to be more optimistic Wednesday. I'm definitely about to go get a nice bowl of ice cream and uh, try not to shed a tear about what just I witnessed this morning. Um, <laughs> this is the first and- Sunday episode I've been in a good mood. I'm I got 10 picks right. I feel suppose. decent about my I, fantasy teams. Feel decent yeah, about fantasy frenzy. I mean, that's kind of how it goes, you know? Like when the Packers lose and everything else will go right, but like they win. And I'm missing picks and whatnot. And, oh, yeah. I would trade it all for a Packers win today. Just just uh, put that oh, on yeah. the Let it be known. Right, right. But yeah, other than that, I think really just got to go enjoy tonight's game. Should be great. And tomorrow night as well. Like, there's no way we're going to two good Sunday and Monday yeah. night games. Yeah, there's no way each team doesn't at least get twenty. That's that's my like lock prediction. I mean, these these should be high scoring, and uh, I'm excited for it. So, I think with that being said, I know would uh, we're probably going to be headed in the same place, our couch, <laughs> and we're going to be turning yep. on the Bengals Ravens game because I'm ready to see some fireworks. Yeah. That's, uh, that's about all I got. So uh, thanks again for listening, guys. Uh, be sure to check us out on Twitter. Check us out on TikTok. Uh, coming next week, we're going to be uh, pushing out more content for you guys. So hope you guys enjoy it. Yes, sir. But uh, All right. Have a good one, Christian. Always fun. Yeah, you too, man. Take it easy.